you know that Donald Glover was first a writer for 30 Rock? That was yep. his first job? Really? Yep. I did not know that. He's so cool. Yeah, it's a, I finally looked him up on Wikipedia today. I was like, okay, what the fuck is the deal with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> did you ever watch Community, Dan? No. No. Oh. I saw it as ripoff office. So I was salty. Oh, I don't think it was. Big mistake. And then an actual ripoff office came out. <laughs> Parks and Rec. <laughs> That's true. For a long time, I got Community and Parks and Rec confused. Like, I wasn't sure which was which. Um, but then I watched them. And now the, the difference is clear. I watched the laser tag episode. Was that what it was? Paintball? Paintball. There you go. That's that a good was one. the only episode of Community I watched. Indeed. Solid. The My favorite one is the one, I forget, the alternate timelines one. Mm. When they, they explore alternate timelines. They get surprisingly nerdy, uh, which, which I enjoy. I loved the conspiracy theories one. Which one was that? That was the one where Jeff makes up a fake class, and then at the end they all like, fake shoot each other and and that's why you shouldn't play with fake kind of yeah that was a yeah uh i should also mention that this is don't panic episode number 204 recorded may 21st 2018 greetings fellow youths Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by two guys who can't stop till they get enough. It's Colby Rabidou and Dan Miller. Gentlemen, good day. Hello. What's Hi. up? I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm both jazzed and pumped. Ooh, pump jazzed. Pump, pump jazzed. Yeah. <laughs> that like pump chili? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Put him pot. Uh, the we just learned that Dan just learned about Donald Glover. That's true. Yeah, did everyone just learned that, or did we just we just learned that? I mm. I knew a lot of it. Okay. I knew a lot of it. He was he was just so. I, it's amazing. You look at the cast of Community in retrospect with him and Allison Brie, who's gone on to be fantastic, and Jillian Jacobs, Gillian Jacobs, who's gone on to be fantastic, and even Joel McHale. different than Jacob Gyllenhaal, Gillian Jacobs? Yes. Different person? Okay. Totally different, just, totally just, different just person. Yep, I know. I make the mistake, too. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. It has all the same consonant sounds. Yeah, man, the English language. <sighs> Who understands it? Not me. It's crazy. That's that for sure. Alliteration. Don't even onomatopoeia. Forget about it. <laughs> I'm walking here. <laughs> yeah, that, that's do, my bad stand-up act. <laughs> do you guys remember assonance? I remember that it's a thing. I don't I remember don't. what it is. I think it's like, so it's either alliteration of vowel sounds. Like alliteration is only consonant sounds. So like uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is alliteration, but like... Uh, Angry ants is assonance. Oh, I see. I think, or it's like an, a, a sound in the middle of a word or something that repeats. I don't remember, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's the it's the the vowel sounds. I guess we could look it up. Whatever. Hey, there's no, nothing better than a good spoonerism. That's all I'll say. The classic. I agree. What I thought of a good one the other day, and I don't remember what it is. The the only way I keep track of them is now is tweeting them at the Art of Spoonerism account. That is like my like yeah. notebook for that when I think of a particularly good one. <laughs> it, it will live on. It stopped making them up. What like whatever the thing that made the made the tweets stopped running some time ago, and I have not been able to get it running again. I, I like to think it got that Westworld style sentience where it just kind of made its own decision to. To, 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 I'm just I'm, like this is dumb. This is enough. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> uh, I'm through. Yeah, I think that's true. Can't blame it. Safe to say. Um, well, that's good. That's uh, what's what's new in the life. Uh, what's new in the life of you guys? Mm. What, 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 can, what, can, what can we banter about this evening? 
Well, Sean, I, I was excited to hear about your your birthday. Happy birthday! That's by thank, the way. Thank you, Dan. Very kind. We talked oh, yes. uh, what mm. two weeks ago about Cinco de Colby. This weekend we Cinco had Cinco de Colby. Yeah, we had Dia Nueve de Sean this weekend. <laughs> and yes, I did take three years of Spanish in high school, and I did have to look up what nineteen was in Spanish because I did not remember. Uh, when did you look it up? Did you prepare for this moment? Am I? I assumed we all prepared for the shows ahead of time. Am I the oh. am I the only one who Oops. does does the homework here, knowing what nineteen is in Spanish? <laughs> Apparently, uh, um, that's got to come for something. No, thank you, Dan. Yes, no, had a wonderful a wonderful birthday. I uh, it was very mild. I went to an antique mm. store and looked at some, cool. anti- but not like the expensive I kinds of antiques. I also went to an antique store on your birthday, so we were celebrating together. Yeah, that's right. I noticed on, you posted somewhere that you were doing, oh, did you post on Snapchat or Instagram stories? Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't think I've ever seen you post there. That was a treat. Yeah, I saw, I saw a thing you posted in a story because you posted it on Instagram. That's right. I, just when I was getting used to Snapchat, now I've got to switch it all up. It never yep. stops. That's why. Gr- you- yeah. That's why you got to jump on board early. Sorry. Right. With your fellow youths. <laughs> the theme of this episode. So did you get anything cool at the antique store? I did not. Uh, I went with my dad. We hung out. Uh, he got a Spuds McKenzie Bud Light beer glass for his beer glass <laughs> collection. That's actually pretty cool. Um, it was. It was a nice glass. He he has like a hundred of them. He did not need another one. That's really the problem. But no, it was, <laughs> that's the beauty of collecting. It was the, it was the junky kind of antiques, not like the fancy kind of antique. It was a lot of like tchotchkes and like old ceramic things and, you know, interesting to look at, but nothing. And everything was really overpriced. So I didn't buy anything. But after antiques, we went to what MSN.com called the best diner in the state of Vermont. Oh, boy. And? The Blue Bun Diner in Burlington. <laughs> and I cannot recommend it highly enough. A top three breakfast in my life, I oh, think, wow. I had there. In this little train car oh. style, you know, you couldn't fit that many people in there type little diner. It was real small, real ghetto, but goddamn if the food wasn't amazing. What did you have? Uh, I had a, a wonderful cup of coffee. Uh, mm. And then I had uh, an... Now, I, was, it, was it as good as... Uh, what crazy thing do you do with your coffee again? Oh, a Dunkin' Donuts? No, 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 no. Sean's homemade... Uh... <laughs> oh, is it... Is it... <laughs> Wait, did... I, I, I have can't no idea. Sean. I have no idea. You, you made... What did you make? Pour over AeroPress, but then you put creamer in I only it? do Does, I only do that when I go to fancy coffee shops just to just to anger oh, them. Oh, I see. Okay, okay, right, right. right. And, so, I, and, but, I, and I say leave room for cream and just the sad look in their eye when I tell them that. It, now, did you put cream in this coffee or was this even uh higher end? I didn't even that? have to put that. No, what it was is it's just I was expecting diner coffee, but they actually like ground it fresh and it, you know, it wasn't like super fancy, but they had at least taken the time to make it nice. Um and then I did uh, a grilled blueberry muffin. Got to put it right on ooh, that flat top, ooh, grill ooh, it up, ooh. and then fresh blueberry muffin. I made that there. And then uh, an omelet with smoked ham and bacon and the best side potatoes you'll ever have. So not the fanciest breakfast, but yeah. it just tasted really great. So that sounds excellent. Yeah, it was real. It was it was the kind of diner that like, you know, we're used to the when we were in college, we were we went to the sort of shiny clean sort of mm. crisp this was like the more ghetto kind of everything was all faded and grungier yeah sure. yeah it was it was awesome so blue bun if you're ever in burlington nice. we're continuing the the alliteration or bennington bennington don't mix those up it was in bennington <laughs> not burlington <laughs> not those are the not same place it turns out apparently not they should fix that they're too similar sounding I would love to do like a diner tour of America. That sounds Ooh. great and unhealthy. Someone call you. the Food Network. We'd be great. <laughs> Don't panic, so, diner edition. So let me get this straight. You want to do diners, drive-ins, and dives, but just but more the exclusively diners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with much less catchphrases and backwards sunglasses. Yeah, we'll 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 wear our sunglasses frontwards. Can we really guarantee that there will be fewer catchphrases, though? I was going to ask Dan, what would your catch if you had a TV show in which you visited diners across America, 
And you had to say that because the the problem is when you're doing a TV food show, you can't just say the food tastes good. Like you have to be very descriptive because oh, no, 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 no. the viewer at home doesn't know what the food tastes like. That's that's where these stupid phrases come from. Because you mm. run out of things to say about food. So what would you what would your TV food catchphrase be? You know, of course, uh, Guy Fieri he said, you know, flavor, you know, uh, going to flavor town. <laughs> flavor it's town. money. He says it's money. This is money. Mm. Um. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I like Flavor Town. See, I like I like the abstractness. Sure. Flavor. Like, just say like, oh, this is just as delicious as whatever. Like, I don't want any similes or any of that shit up in here. I want <laughs> I want some abstract stuff. Okay. No direct comparisons. Welcome to the Delicious Deli with Dan. Dan's Delicious Deli. That's all I've got. Okay. that's You want to take a crack at it, Colby? Yeah, it's hard to say. Like, is there is there a... Uh, what's a good word for, like, a hop-in place? The Hop-in Hamlet. <laughs> Town flavor edition. <laughs> I just like the idea of Dan just stringing random words together. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. I feel like I'd be much better at coming up, coming up with bad stuff to say, like if it was gross. Mm. Like, I think that's that's a, a thing I could be good at. But I don't I don't have anything off the top of my head. I haven't eaten anything gross today. So fair enough. I, yeah. I, disagree, I disagree with you, Dan. I like the sort of metaphors Mm. And I, I would, you know, where I would, and I, you, but you got to go way over the top. I don't think they go over the top. I would do something like, uh, oh man, someone called the SWAT team because this sandwich just took my taste buds hostage and they're not letting anyone live. You know, like, you, <laughs> but you got to push it to the edge. Be like, you have to meet their demands. Someone bring a fueled jet and some bulletproof vests mm. and just, <laughs> you know, keep it going. People will love that. It's true. Yes. <laughs> Or we could we could take it a different direction and do the whole show like completely deadpan, like no, uh, no feeling or exaggeration. Yeah. Yes. This is a like, sandwich. Right. Two like eggs the, uh, with masterpiece coffee. theater version of diners, drive-ins, and dives. Colby, what did you think of your cup of coffee? Warm. <laughs> British diners, drive-ins, and dives. <laughs> How is that? The BBC British has people. to do that. The, the great British baking show of diners, drive-ins, and dives. It would, it would be like uh, Top Gear meets diners, drive-ins, and dives. I think that's the literal pitch right there. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> we I got think it. We'd have we to got get it, actual guys. British people to be the host, though. No, 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 no. That's what... That's what so that there's like this show has a lot of layers. One layer is that it's a bunch of Americans pretending to be British people... Uh-huh. We're like Michael Sarah. They just haven't found out that we're not an actor yet. They haven't found out that we're not British people yet. So we're trying to pull it off. We're oh, trying to mate. Be, this yeah, is... we're trying to have the deadpan, classic, dry British humor. But we're not actually British. Ooh, that's the <laughs> twist. I like that. Yeah. And at the end of the series, we, re- we reveal it. Right. Really to our pull... producers. Like, yep. um... We have a confession to make. We've been lying this whole time. And, and yeah, and we, we could, when we have their uh, their boiled pigeon or whatever they eat over there, uh, we could pretend that we really know all about this. We've been eating boiled pigeon our entire lives. And, uh, we, and we, we can say catchphrases like, boy, this is the queen's fancy. Or something <laughs> like that. Something like that. Something Britishy. Uh, I watched the, the John Oliver uh, supercut of all the British or all the American anchors uh, speaking with British accents from over the weekend mm-hmm. in celebration of the royal wedding. Extremely embarrassing. <laughs> it's not an easy accent to, to, to do if you're not a pro. No, and there's so many. That's the problem. Is There's so many that you can't really get a good lock on what your accent's supposed to be. That's, I just default to Australian. That's my problem. Oh, I I might. Like... Welcome to Britain. <laughs> You're like, that's not that's not right. 
Get out. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I look forward to that for our next podcast series. Yep, another in our long list of really weak ideas. <laughs> I think that's actually a really good idea. Maybe even as just like a short little low-budget movie, you know? A breakout cult classic. I just I just watched the first episode of documentary now. We could uh, oh. we could do do that that style of yes. short short mockumentary. Man, documentary like now it. is the shit. That is so good. <laughs> I was not expecting the first one to go where it went. It's an ag- I'm shocked that. that that was the first one they did because it, for my money, is probably the most I want to say extreme, but the most extreme yeah. one they do in the entire run. So I'm surprised that was the first. Yeah, it gets more mild, but that's a great series. Indeed. Um, anything? Anything else going on? Or should we ride this positive momentum wave straight into this straight week's tech news? Straight to the tech news. But I will, I will mention a few things while you guys are looking at the stories, deciding what we want to discuss first. I will let everyone know a couple things. One, we're live right now on Facebook at facebook.com slash don't panic show and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash don't panic show. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Monday night's roughly 10, 15 Eastern. Um, it's, it's a good time. Comment if you're watching live in the Twitch chat or on Facebook. We might use your question on the show. Also, I'll tell people, stick around. After Tech News, we might do a little Westworld Minute. So that's a little tease for something happening later in the show. I've got, I've got a fun question to ask you guys about Westworld. Ooh. Okay. So uh, we will oh, get I to that wait. a little later on. But first, the Tech News. Where do you guys want to start? Let's talk about the single lamest use of AR. You know, I saw the headline. Lay it on me, Sean. How the, lame can it be? I saw the headline on this one, Dan, and I said, God damn it, they did it. Have you guys, have you guys <laughs> Those ever... Those crazy kids did it. They, they, they finally... They, um, they, they, they took science too far. They messed with God, and now God is messing back. Um, have you guys ever used SharePoint? No. Uh, yes. Okay. SharePoint sucks. Yeah. SharePoint is not good. It's never been good. It will probably never be good. SharePoint is a miserable place where business goes to live and then just die slowly. Okay. It's a miserable existence. And I saw the headline that says SharePoint coming to augmented reality. And I said, why? Why? Now, for, for Colby, explain, explain what SharePoint is. Well, Sean. the funny thing about SharePoint is many, like a decade ago, SharePoint began as just kind of like, basic file management like on on remotes for like businesses to like manage files and then they sort of just like started lumping other features on so all of a sudden it was like a discussion board and it was a calendar and then it integrate and then they put microsoft 365 in it and now it literally does everything it's like it's like their go-to platform of just it's got widgets and all sorts of not but none of it really works well and the interface is terrible and Like, I'm all for collaborative spaces for business in augmented reality. Like, that's cool. You've but built your SharePoint, whole career off of that. SharePoint? Really? That's cool. That's nuts. That, yeah. It, it's baffling. And it has, like, a wiki, a terrible wiki. Oh, yeah. Mm, terrible wikis. There's so I'm sure there are so many better terrible wikis you could get on. on even on even Confluence is a better terrible wiki. <laughs> Think about that. Oh, boy. I mean, I, I, I know how much we all love intranet sites, um, right. but 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 this is so weak. And you look at they have a little. I'll put it up here on the video version for people watching a little video walkthrough of of all the the neat stuff you can do in share SharePoint Spaces is what they're calling it, um, and it seems so lame. That they cut from like all these really hip looking smart people working on shiny computers, and then they cut to like the most boring '90s looking lame ass tech demos I've ever seen. And they're they're, they're <laughs> this like point- is pretty incredible. They're they're pointing at like post. contact cards. How about a document library? Enhanced onboarding. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, this is it's like oh Excel, but in augmented reality. It's spectacular lame. So there's not much to the story um, other than I just had to point out how crazy lame it was. Um, yeah, although I, I do have to say this is the Dan Miller pet project right here. The 
what is it? What is a general purpose AR computing platform? So I'll give Microsoft credit for trying, although they really should not attach the Squarespace brand to it. And I also don't think that they have very Squarespace SharePoint. Why they don't. They don't sponsor us, Dan. Sorry. Well, yeah, they're, they're certainly not going to now that I associated them with SharePoint. Um, <laughs> you blew it. We, we it, could it have been star. It doesn't look video like they're doing very interesting things. Like, oh, point to the contact cards. Yep. Oh, you can watch 360-degree video. Oh, I guess, yeah, you would want a headset for that. Uh, and that's pretty much it. It's it's the joke version of virtual reality. Is really it's like every parody you've ever seen of how virtual reality might work, and they they show it's just like windows, you know, like dragging things in virtual reality to a recycle bin. You're like it's like it's it's that bad parody of like no, this is the wrong direction. Don't <laughs> don't adapt boring old computers into virtual reality. Make cool virtual. But I I literally don't know how you could put. SharePoint into virtual reality and make it interesting. <laughs> I wish I I had the misfortune of using it. Ugh, Maybe I, for like a brief period, like a very brief period. I've had to support several SharePoint sites and it's like, it's so gross. It's so gross. We used to, at my last company, we used to pay external vendors piles of money to develop on, because it's become so like mash together of all this microsoft nonsense that you know it's like a puzzle box nobody understands and so yeah. you have to pay these specific sharepoint developers to build you things on sharepoint because nobody knows how it works yep it's is like a, a salesforce yes exactly mm -hmm. it's it's become a platform and but everyone in business they're all like oh we got it can we do SharePoint? we got sharepoint can we do a sharepoint site i manage one now at my current job it's it's bonkers yeah and they asked me, there, oh, Sean, you know, we can set up a discussion board in SharePoint. No one ever uses the discussion board in SharePoint. You've been warned. <laughs> You've been warned. Hey, I'm like, then we'll just get Slack or something. Like, don't, please don't make us use the discussion boards in SharePoint. Oh, man, Slack was weird today. Yeah. Couldn't talk to anybody. What, nice. what did you do during your, your downtime, Colby? <laughs> did you see the sun? Know. I actually had a, had ended up having meetings during the Slack downtime anyway, so it wasn't that big a deal. But no, your employer should be proud. You were maximizing your time and a shareholder revenue. Mm -hmm. that, that's right. <laughs> yeah. All in one swell foop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a classic. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, speaking of spoonerisms. Um. Anyway, that's your point in AR. Duly note, look forward to that in a corporate enterprise near you. Um, let's see, what else we got in here, guys? Mm. We got all the stories. Fit to all the stories. Let's talk about unionization, a non-controversial topic. Well, the good news is, Dan, it's what? not a real union, so we don't oh, have to talk good, about real subjects. Maybe. 35 iOS developers have formed a group to call on Apple for better treatment of app developers. Uh, they call itself Developers Union. It's not a standard labor union, and they specifically say, quote, this is a non-union union created to bring developers and supporters together for better app stores by all, uh, for all by focusing on issues that best serve those who create and use apps. There are no dues, um, and there's no indication they are seeking representation with an existing labor union. It's really just meant to have a collective voice for app developers. Um, their first cause that they're getting behind is expanding the free trial concept within the Apple App Store. Um, historically, they never had the ability to have free trials. Apple rolled it out last year, uh, but the free trial is only on subscription services within iOS. Um, you can't free trial a paid app, for example. Only subscriptions are free trials. They want Apple to expand that. They said in the future, they want to be able to, they want to push back on the percent fee Apple's collecting on app store purchases as well. That's, it's so weird that uh, you can't do a free trial with a paid app. Isn't a paid app, and, and hey, this is a total hind, software hindsight, but isn't a paid app just a, subscription app where the subscription lasts forever <laughs> sort of yes 
Yeah, well, and developers now get around that with with in-app purchase upgrades. You know, which is not not a particularly great way to do it. I don't think. Uh, yeah. Well, why don't you like that? I just think it's not bad. I just think it creates an extra level of complexity, especially for non-technical users who don't understand the difference between an app and an in-app purchase, Um, especially when it comes to features. I think they get it for coins or tokens, but I think when you're saying, okay, you know, unlock this to add function X, I think it's, I think it would just be easier for your average consumer to understand free trial for 30 days and then the app stops working until you pay. I think they would eat more easily understand that. Hmm. What I don't know is if it would lead to more people paying. I don't know what system at the end of the day. I'd love to see a try a side by side trial and see uh, because I'm curious. I, I truly don't know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know. There aren't that many apps that I. I guess most of them, they do the in-app purchase thing. So, I guess you could do it. But and again, how many? I'm just trying. Like, I don't even know the last app I paid for. I think I think for games, this makes a lot of sense. Um, where you can play a couple levels for free and or whatever. Um, right. For for like your more utility style apps, I don't, I don't I don't know how necessary this or how often this would be used. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm sure it would be easier for like if it was built in, it would be easier for people to do. Yeah, like I can only imagine what a what a pain that is to deal with. Yep. And then I'm sure it's hard to like. I don't know if you have an app that like you can use for free for three days or something. That's what I was going to say. I feel like if this is a timed trial thing, that's actually a lot more user hostile than uh, the in-app purchase. Uh, Maybe sure. Apple doesn't want to do it. Sure. I, I you know, uh, obviously you can use the, the basic version of the app for free forever. If you don't want to purchase the app. Like then the way a lot of people do this is they do auto charging. So you're going to sign up, like, what's worse? To sign up and have to figure out, like, what does it mean if I buy this in-app purchase? What features do I get? Or to suddenly have a $10 charge on your cart? Well, but they already do that with in-app subscriptions. Right now, a lot of them are auto-renew. Most of them are auto Yes, but you opt into subscribing to it. It's not like you're downloading an app from the app store. But I don't think... I. I would be surprised if the implementation was when you download a free trial app, it doesn't explicitly tell you that you're opting into in 30 days will automatically charge your credit card if you don't uninstall the app. Also, like if Apple was doing it and they didn't want to do that, like they just don't have to do that, right? Like, yeah, but then the app stops working. I'm just, it seems like a fraught user experience. I, I don't think there I agree I don't think there's an easy way I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if one is necessarily better than the other but um, but I do think there is value in delineating an app that has the ability for an app to make money by selling some part of it but also having a version of it that is free or at least the ability to try it out I think for games for me I think is is clearly the best use case for this for people the ability to play the first couple levels. And right now that's solved by an in-app purchase. But if there's an easier way to do it with just a straight trial, I, I don't know how they would implement it. Uh, there's a, I was looking at the website for this and there's an app on there called days left. It says your day counter it seems really dark. Oh my God. <laughs> Is it very dark? Is that one of those things where it'll tell you like what day you're gonna die and by, it by seems, what method? Honestly, it seems like just a to-do list app, sort of. Oh, is it like a countdown type app? Maybe, yeah. Hmm. It seems to be a to-do list app organizing like how things by how how many days are left until it's due, but uh-huh. just just like. The 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 uh, the logo is like an hourglass. It's just called days left. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe it says maybe this is like a Rorschach test, and it says something more about me than it than it does about us. <laughs> You're going to a dark place. Yeah. Hmm. 
Well, anyhow, there you go. Keep an eye out for the uh, developers' union. We'll see if they make any impact. We'll see. I feel I, I bought the, uh, or I backed the app documentary. Did either of you ever hear about this? I heard about it. It's just like, it's a, a you know, it has an interesting premise. And it, it's good uh, about, like, the history of, like, the, the app as a money-making utility that isn't, like, enterprise software. Mm-hmm really only came about in the last 10 years and like the history of that and the people who did it. And, uh, a lot of them, like they got suckered into this model of like, Hey, iOS users are growing by whatever crazy percentage every year. Uh, just sell your app for five bucks and you'll be making so much money. And you, they were for the first four years. (laughs) Uh, but then like, Everyone already has an iCloud account, and they don't need to rebuy your thing. Yep. Yeah. So I feel I do feel bad. Uh, I th- but I, I if they could solve the subscription thing, I think that would be great. I don't know how they do it. I think I like the in-app purchases as a model because it's simple to the end user, and it seems like people know how to do it based on of like. Uh, Clash of Clans revenue numbers. They they can figure it out. I agree. We just need to gamify our uh, task management tools so that the <laughs> in order in order to complete this task, wait three hours or buy this jetpack. <laughs> oh no, oh, Dan! Boy. What a dystopian idea. That's a terrible. What hellscape will we live in where that's the case? Apparently, I was reading today. I've played Fortnite, but I haven't looked into it. I only played it like five times. Uh, apparently, they they are free to play, and they do not have any sort of time-based, luck-based loot thing. You just pay to unlock like different... You pay to unlock challenges, which you can complete to gain yourself coins, but you do not pay to unlock the coins themselves or, like, get a chance to unlock more or less than anyone else. I thought, thank God that we have left like the 2015, 2014 hellscape of mobile gaming. Well, I also think it's smart because it's, we're starting to see countries crack down on loot crates. And, and I think the, the, I don't know how much the law catch up, but I think maybe public opinion, I don't know, something I think is going to catch up with this concept of paying for tokens you use to speed up the game. And I think, interjecting some sort of challenge or you have to earn it even if you have to pay to unlock the right to earn it um is probably the future for for a lot of these did you read the story uh it's not just a story the court case that says that uh gambling on online gaming is now legal it used to be illegal covered under the same laws as uh well i guess it used to be illegal not coming under the same laws as sports gambling. Is sports gambling legal in the United States? It, it is, is illegal. No, it's it now legal. Now. Oh, okay. Then that's the court case I'm talking about. There you go. It's, it's right here in the rundown. Oh, snap. Line is 10. Oh. Oh, yeah. Look at that. All right. Well, you're welcome for the transition. You're the man. Uh, so, let's, uh, so let's talk about that Supreme Court rule this week uh, in a 5-4 to four decision that the uh, 1992 Professional Amateur Sports Protection Act uh, is uh, not legal anymore. Uh, the law largely prohibited sports betting in the United States. It barred states from list- lifting restrictions on gambling. Um, Nevada, that's why you could bet on sports in Nevada. It was grandfathered into the law because you could already bet there. New Jersey sued the government and said it's unconstitutional. The Supreme Court agreed, uh, making it perfectly legal for individual states to approve sports betting. Now, it doesn't mean it's automatically legal. States have to actually say Sports betting is legal before it's legal. Now, New Jersey is one state that seems to be moving quickly towards that. Um, And there is no sort of federal level regulation around sports betting at the moment, um, which seems to Mm. be giving some amount of concern. I see. Bit of a bit of a marijuana situation. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Episode title. (laughs) In front of the episode, trying to figure it out. That, that'd be a great uh, catchphrase for your diner show. Um, <laughs> oh, man, this is a real marijuana situation right here. Boo-wee! 
Oh, dear. Colby goes around trying edibles. <laughs> we could do that. I bet um, people would watch that that show. Oh, I'm shocked it doesn't exist if it doesn't. That's a YouTube series waiting to be done. Um, hi, Colby here. Thanks, fans. Today we've got... Uh, okay. Try to like and subscribe. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Comment below. Tell your friends. The uh, Yeah, so it's interesting. You know, we can talk about that. The, obviously, this has big impacts on the NFL and the NBA, the NCAA. Um, it's got a big impact on uh, the owners of the teams, the players of the teams. Uh, but we can certainly talk about the tech angle, um, which is there's a lot of questions around... You know, we live in the 21st century. You can watch a game anywhere in the world at any time. So you can place a bet on anything from anywhere. Um, and the question yes. is, who will power this betting? Um, and they also think uh, they'll be interesting. The companies that actually air the games, we talked in the past about YouTube, Facebook, Amazon, uh, getting the rights to air the games on their respective networks, on their platforms. Um, they could integrate betting right into the stream, and you could bet on a game as it's happening via Facebook or YouTube or whatever, them, of course, getting a cut of your bet. Yeah. Oh, man, this is so weird. So th this already exists. Uh, I know someone who used to work at Paddy Power, one of the big uh, UK-Ireland online betting sites. You could, mm -hmm. they, people bet on the U.S. election, uh, you can place a bet on on pretty much anything. Yep. Sports is one of the most popular things. Uh, and, but and really, all it is, it's you know, it's kind of just like virtual insurance. There's no, it's no different from an insurance company. Like these, well, a, yeah. I see. I see what you mean. Yeah. Or the stock market. The insurance so, company is betting on you. Yes. I don't know. Maybe Hillary put some money down. Maybe she was betting on herself, too. You never know. Could be. Uh, the, the, well, isn't that how the MMA and boxing works? You bet on yourself? Uh, yeah, there's questions about, I mean, famously, Pete Rose, uh, the baseball player, uh, bet on the games he was playing in, which is... Which in, is what? Uh... I don't know if it's illegal or not, uh, but he was banned from baseball, so certainly the league the league wasn't happy about it. Well, there was the 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 famous Chicago White Sox back in the twenties or something. Mm. When, I forget the year uh, when they purposefully they threw the World Series to to make a bunch of money for mobsters. Oh yeah. So that and that's a big question. There's a huge question around the NCAA because unlike the NBA and the NFL, where the players are getting paid. Uh, the college players aren't getting paid, and there have been point shaving scandals, and where players have been paid to to you know adjust the spreads on the game, and to not necessarily throw games, but to you know mess with the betting. Um, and and they wonder, will will players start betting on the games they're playing in, or will they be bribed to do certain things? This was uh, this happened in Smash. There was uh, you. It's true. I forget why. Uh, oh, yeah, because you could... Here, I'll have to look it up. That's awesome. I forget how this worked. Uh, I love stuff like that. We're like... We're like on you, where things that happen in like bigger, more national, more traditional areas suddenly happen in these weird new... You're like, mm. but that... Really? So, I remember... I have, I have a couple of friends here who are really into Counter-Strike... And mm -hmm. Counter Strike is one of the games that there it has like similar to Smash has, uh, they have like national competitions and like there are sponsors and stuff. But I guess there was a whole thing in Counter Strike where, like, you don't they so you can't pay any money in the game to get anything to do with the game, but you can pay money for like these like skins for your yes. guns. So it makes your guns look different. And I guess like some of the, the skins for the guns are so rare that, and there's like this, this secondhand market for these things. So you mm -hmm. can trade them. So there is a secondhand market. And then people would, were using like gambling with those on counter-strike matches. And then like other people would sell sell them for real dollars so it was like this like intermediary currency 
used for gambling. Uh, and I think it was a whole thing. I think it was a whole thing mostly because kids like young children were doing it. Um, but that was so, weird. That's what that's what that made me think of. I figured out it's happened in two cases. So it's a double elimination bracket. If you think that you are more likely to be able to win through the losers bracket, you yep. will intention you could intentionally lose your game. Yep. The other way it happens is if you just don't feel like playing anymore. You say to the other guy before you start, "Hey, if you give me a hundred bucks, I'll just lose." Yep. Uh, and uh, yeah, people got in trouble for both those things. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, if if you can bet on yourself, okay, I, now now I understand because you could you could bet against yourself. That's yep. that's the galaxy brain. That's the galaxy brain right there. Mm-hmm. And then you end up in that that famous was it badminton or tennis? Badminton, right? Ping Where pong. neither team. Ping pong? Where neither no, team it wanted to badman. win. I think it was Badman. Where neither team wanted to win, so they had to have the rule where you have to play to win. <laughs> yeah, it's really messed up. Uh, but one of the one of the interesting tech angles on this that they're talking about is um, they they're talking about potentially in the future moving to. Apparently, if anyone here has ever watched an NFL game on, like, the Amazon Prime stream or or when the different places have had Twitter was streaming the games for a while, there's a lag. There's a noticeable lag between what you see on your TV, like, through cable and what you see on the Internet. Mm-hmm. And they think once, and they want to push these broadcasters, once it, it's as real-time as they can get, you will have real-time betting on things, ha- what will happen in this kickoff that's happening right now. And you can bet instantly, and it ha- and then what, what happens on the next play? And it's all happening in real time, which may sort of at least alleviate a little bit of the sort of planning ahead of I'm going to do this or I'm going to, you know, I-, I won't do this or try hard or whatever because it's all these mini things you're betting on. Sure. But then is, isn't this, aren't we going to end up in like the high-frequency trading situation where <laughs> you, yeah, you, auto- have- you automate it? Right. <laughs> you just start yeah. working on that now. Right. Let's let's spin up a bunch of image recognition services to Yeah. Well, there's the great um I think I think the New York Times set it up and it still runs the fourth down bot on Twitter where it takes whenever a team is on fourth down, it uses historical references and where the team is on the field to compute whether or not they should go for it on fourth down. And it, and, it, and it says, you know, Carolina, go for it. You got a 70% chance of making a good play. And, and, they comp- and it happens in real time. It's very cool. But that's the kind of stuff where you have all this historical record of how all these games have played out and the rules. Yeah. And, and you probably could. I would be support to some degree. You probably could. Could could really do some interesting things. Well, I feel yeah. like you take like the I don't know if you watched like watched or read like Moneyball or something, right? Like if you're, uh, I I know I know for a fact that games like uh, so so I I met this guy who worked at the Boston Celtics on, uh, like he was a a web programmer, but he worked on their like internal like data visualization tools yeah. that that the, the the back office used to like make decisions and it was like crazy stuff like they know where every shot every player takes happened on the court and like how often they make shots from there and everything like that so like if that is public information or if like you know if if the computers can know that or something well uh mark cuban's uh, i read an article invested in a company where they want, they're developing the technology where they're going to know the second a basketball leaves the player's finger, whether or not it'll be a basket. Now, what you would do with that and save the one second between the shot and it going, I don't know. And even Mark Cuban was like, we don't know. But it's still really cool that using a lot of cameras and a lot of math that they can pretty much figure out what will happen before it happens. So you're, you're totally right. It's very neat cool. stuff. Um, and we are going to get that, so rich off of it. At that point, do you even need to bother shooting? Well, like, that, what does it matter? It's well, uh, well, that's like a right. tiger hidden dragon where the, there's the fight scene where it was over before it began because yep. it played out in their minds. Yeah, 
It's basically a Madden simulation. Let's just run a Madden simulation to see who would win hypothetically in a matchup. And then we don't even have to. That's the safest way to play the NFL. Eventually, right? basketball games will just be like the like the both teams scramble for the foul. Yes. Uh, and then the first person who makes a foul shot wins because any, anything else would be too risky. <laughs> I like that. Very efficient. Yeah. So there you go. It'll it'll be interesting. The the, the thing is, the federal government is really going to have to pass some laws around this. And considering how effective our current Congress is, uh, we might run into issues of stuff not being as regulated as it should be. Because because you're going to in some of these states, you'll be able to start making bets before the end of this year. So um, New Jersey, they're saying by the end of the month, you might be able to start making bets. So yeah, New Jersey's really they're really trying to up their uh, they're trying to be the Nevada of the East Coast over here. Well, that's what Atlantic City was was for a while. Yeah. And they never, they, they still haven't given up. So it shall be interesting. Uh, I do want to mention quickly because I didn't see the comment until it was a little later in the show, but I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Nancy Miller in the Facebook uh, comments who says uh, O'Rourke's in Middletown and Olympia Diner in Newington are <laughs> great. Pla- Dan, do you know these places? I do. Yes. Good spots. They're, yeah, they're good. I'll have to try yours. Uh, you know, I have had many best breakfasts, so that's. But that's what I'm. I was worried when I said that because I am not as experienced of a breakfast person, especially mm. uh, you two uh, brunch experts, brexperts. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, it's uh, so. It was great for in my experience. Your results may vary. Um, let's see how we're doing for time here. Uh, we're out of it. So why don't we go ahead and move to picks? Uh, we've got a couple here in the rundown. Um, I am going to go ahead and go first because my name is at the top of the list and mine is brief. Uh, I got something to watch. We've talked on the show before about the My Brother, My Brother and Me podcast, uh, of which we're fan, the McElroy Brothers. We've talked about, uh, Adventure Zone. We've talked about McElroy Brothers will be in Trolls 2. Um, we've talked about, uh, a bunch of their stuff. I'm so, uh... They're missing their window of opportunity to release Will Be in Trolls 2 episodes because Trolls 2 is coming out pretty soon. I wonder if they've given up. And will they be in it? You'll have to stay tuned to find out. Uh, but what well, a lot we of people... already know they're going to be in it, but it removes the, it removes the suspense yes. if, if it's already out. We'll see what their roles are. Yep. We're missing the journey. Um, so, uh, but what a lot of people don't know is they had an extremely short-lived television show, a six-episode TV show that aired on the short-lived network CISO. If you remember CISO, uh, you had to pay for it. Uh, but the show is available for purchase on Amazon, the six episodes. Uh, you can also get it for free on Verve, VRV. Uh, I recommend ponying up the cash. Verve has a lot of commercials. Um, mm-hmm. but what's great about go to Verve and watch all the outtakes and bonus shit, which you don't get when you buy it. So buy it. But go and see the outtakes. It's actually it's a very funny show and it's very well produced, um, and I really I really enjoyed it. I didn't mind purchasing it. I felt I got my money's worth. So um, it's a very sweet, very nice show. You can get it on Amazon and iTunes. My brother, my brother, and me. If you still listen to Do by Friday, you would have heard Merlin talk about that show. Was he a fan? Well, he's a fan of the yes. podcast for yes. sure. Yeah, the show the show is great. I wish they would do more because it was a treat. Uh, Colby, what uh, what do you have here? Uh, so I'm going to have to do some plane flying this summer. I have to go to Sweden. And so I heard that noise canceling headphones are nice for planes because it's very loud. I think our, our Dan, Dan and my trip to Hawaii last year solidified that for me when I just like got off like 12, 12 hours of flying and was just like, I don't know. I feel like I had internalized the rhythm of the airplane around me and, it was very tiring. So I got the wire cutters pick for noise canceling headphones, which are the Bose Quiet Comfort 35s. I didn't I got the old version. There's two versions of it, and the new one has Google Assistant built in, and I didn't really oh want that. So I got the old one, which just doesn't have Google Assistant built in. Um and I like them so far. They really do cancel noise, like uh, I didn't realize how loud like the HVAC system in my office is mm-hmm. until I put the headphones on and it was the noise was gone and I was like, oh, weird. Um, so now, that's I don't cool. know about you, but I like HVAC noise. 
HVAC noise is like is like a noise canceling headphone for free. Because it yeah, drowns I mean, out all the stupid shit, like someone snacking on their their popcorn. Mm. Uh, I think that the headphones do a great job with like snacking. I'd imagine they do a great job with keyboard noise. No one around me really has loud keyboards. Uh, they don't. They're not like stellar with conversations. Like conversations sound like muffled. Um, like it sounds like it's it's in the next room or something. Um, but if you like are listening to something with the noise canceling on, I can't hear conversations. Uh, but so far I like them. The other thing I like is uh, one, the battery lasts for a long time. It's like 20 hours or something, mm-hmm. which is cool. And the other thing is it can like, I think the way it works is it has like multiple Bluetooth antennas. So it can just be connected to two things. Um, so it can just be connected to my phone and my computer. Uh, I don't really, I haven't been wearing them out of the office, uh, since like the first day I got them. Cause it's too weird. It feels really dangerous to be like walking around the streets, not being able to hear stuff. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I may, I may, may give it a try again, but it, it does seem to work reasonably well. Uh, yeah, that's my pick. It was cool. I hadn't I hadn't bought a new tech thing in a long time. Oh, exciting! Yeah, yeah. These look these are good looking headphones. I will say I got the uh, the Beats ones mm-hmm. because Beats. I'm not buying headphones that don't have the W1 chip in them. Yep, that's it. But these are better noise canceling headphones, and also having had a previous Bose model before those broke. They're also much more comfortable. <laughs> well, so I'm... definitely better for flying with. If I was going on like another Hawaii like trip, I might consider getting <laughs> getting <laughs> getting air, just airplane headphones uh, for those big twelve hour jobs. Yeah, that's really what I want it for. I'm like hoping that like maybe so my upcoming trip, I'm really gonna try and sleep on the plane mm, just a good little luck. bit. Which I've like never ever succeeded in doing. Yep. It. yep. <laughs> so, you have to investigate some alternative uh, therapies there, Colby. Well, so I was thinking about uh, like I'm probably going to try like Benadryl or something, mm-hmm. uh, because we it's it's like a double whammy because I tend to get like allergy e on planes anyways because it's so dry. Sure. Mm-hmm. Just head headed off at the pass. Smart. Right on. So take some Benadryl, pop on my noise canceling headphones, hopefully have a good long snooze. But we'll see. Cool. Good long snooze. Well, I'll I'll also mention a. I don't know how anyone flies without noise canceling headphones. They're amazing for that. Uh, and b. A while back on the show, I picked the wire cutters uh, budget noise canceling headphones, the Audio Technicas, um, which. If you're like me and you only use them on planes and you only fly three or four times a year, they're great. I would never use them a lot. They're not they're not great, you know, for especially compared <laughs> to the Bose. You can tell they're the discount pick. But if you are interested in noise canceling headphones to use a few times a year, the audio technical ones are very great. But I'm very jealous of these Bose. They look very nice. I, I used the audio technicas in college and they're 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 fine. Yeah, they get the job they get done. The job. You know, they yeah. they they're not wireless, they're not particularly high quality but they cancel the noise enough so they certainly help um cool all right dan do you have a pick or are you just gonna pass this week no see me next week all right well why don't you pass us right on through to the westworld minute oh yeah some cover of some pop song that i don't know so i don't realize it's a cover until people tell until me someone explains stuff. it to you yeah i can <laughs> now now i got i'm getting in this weird habit where i listen to the music and and i'm like is this a song am i supposed to know what this is it, like it almost it. always is yeah that's the problem and then the times it's not i'm like i love this song and you're like no it's well, not there a song was that now. one time was it the first episode of this season where it was an actual period it was uh the <laughs> famous player piano piece yeah i, yeah, I yeah, forget yeah. what it's that yes. was a great one. 
Um, no, I have a question for you guys about Wasp. We, we can talk yes. about the episode in a minute, but, but my you question... You said you had one question. I do. Uh, and I was thinking about it while I was watching Westworld. I watched last night's episode tonight. That's my new habit is watching it Monday night, so I get all psyched before doing the show. And um, <laughs> I was thinking, and I will ask you guys, if there were like a BuzzFeed-type quiz, which Westworld character are you, what Westworld character do you think is most like you or represents you or you would most be compared to and you can choose there's any of them. so many characters any of, that's what's great there's... but i think that's what it's great about it is there's so many to choose from and the reason and the reason you i'll give you a minute to think about it but the reason i thought to ask this was because as i was watching the episode there was a one particular character who i kind of was like yeah that's kind of i'm like that character that's like me i feel for this guy like i get it I get it. I get where he's coming. I would do the same thing, buddy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, but, feel, I feel What? That's what I was thinking no! too. <laughs> no. Oh no, guys. Oh, I can't said that. That's such a bummer. <laughs> I mean, not not everything about Sizemore is you, Sean, but No. No. He who, sucks. Who was it? He, Teddy. he sucks a little bit. Teddy. <laughs> I'm such a Teddy. I'm such a, like a can we just stay home? Do we have to, guy? Come on. That's true. Let's just chill out, Dolores. Can't we just hang out? And then and then it's like, no, we need to reprogram you to be evil. <laughs> Damn it. You're uh, not good enough. Shoot, yeah. you know, I'm just the guy just like, can I just do my thing? I don't wanna I don't wanna change the world. I just wanna be me. And I'm like, oh poor Teddy. I felt bad. Poor Teddy. I don't know. What do you guys? Do you have an answer? Any any thoughts? I feel like I I don't know. I need to think. There are so many characters. I think of the big ones that spring into mind. I I, I just re- I like Bernard's character a lot. I don't know that I could pinpoint what I feel like I identify with him a lot. But there are clearly a lot of ways I don't identify. I, I would have said Bernard. Interesting. I would have said Bernard I, for you. Hmm. I feel like I'd like to be Dolores, right? Like maybe, maybe not season two Dolores, but like (laughs) season one Dolores, at least like, uh, I don't know, like seeing the world from a whole new perspective or whatever. But in reality, I don't think I'd like to be woke Colby. Yeah. Hashtag woke Colby. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, I don't know if woke, woke Colby, uh, you know, wakes up and, and decides he has to like kill everyone. I don't, I don't know. If you um, don't know that then you're, you're not woke Colby. He yet. becomes hashtag right. Terminator Colby. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that is true. Hashtag Arnold Colby. Yeah. See, I was maybe, thinking, I maybe was, I'm a little, Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, maybe I'm a little Bernardi. Like I seem thoughtful, but really I'm just a corporate tool. <laughs> okay. All right. That's, I was going to say, who? what is the name? I, the problem is I know like the five main characters' names and then my name knowledge. Go, who is the Mexican fellow who hangs out with the man in black? Lawrence. He's great. I think <laughs> you're a Lawrence. That's Me? The, you're, you're just like you're just like a nice guy who's just trying to, to do his thing. And, you know, you're like a, a but is also secretly like a, a, a master thief. That, that's that right. But Lawrence's a badass thing. also. Yeah. Yes. I'll take that. I'll take that. I like Lawrence. I can't believe you guys thought I was Sizemore. I'm so hurt. I'm so. I, it's gonna take me a long time to forgive you for that. <laughs> that, that People are like, you know, you know, the Weasley guy who's only ever out for himself and and nobody really likes. That that it's describes not, you. That's not the I'm part just, of you. I'm that, just that is like you. Sizemore. I'm just. Wait, that's the same actor. What? Oh, 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 I thought you said. The Weasley guy, like the oh, Harry you Potter. He was, was referring to Harry Potter. <laughs> no. Weasley. Oh, you're talking about Percy Weasley. You could have at least said I was the other Helmsworth. <laughs> Stubbs. Oh well. Oh well. Sorry, Sean. Well good. This was this, it, it this was, was enlightening. Built it up. If you had just said anything, you're That's like true. You would... know, the guy who never does anything right and Poor Teddy. We should have done if we ever did this again. We should have uh, like each picked one for ourselves and picked one for our co-hosts. Yeah, done like well. a ballot. Yeah. 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 That was fun. 
yeah, so Dolores has gone full crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm so I, I can't decide if like Dolores did something to piss off the writers room last season because I just they're giving her nothing to work with. She's got are nothing. You, are you kidding? I think she she was good with her father last time, but this week she just she just she just has weird sex with Teddy like that. I, I just I didn't feel like they gave God that was shot so weird. That whole scene. It was very bizarre. I, I just well, I, it was shot like a normal love scene would be shot. If you think about like normal romancy, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I thought it was weird. Anyway, <laughs> this, that's going in a bad direction. No, I, I don't know. I just I just thought that they didn't. I don't know. I just thought they didn't give her much. Well, I, I thought everyone else in the I, interesting was in the in the episode was more interesting than her. I agree that that I I think that she, her problem is that all the other stories are so good. Uh, but I I I think that uh, you know evil Dolores sort of becoming everything that she hated in like, you know, that's a pretty classic story and I'm excited sure. to see where it goes. I'm excited to see what happens with Teddy's Teddy gets all maved up. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, will he turn on Dolores? Pimp your uh, Teddy. Is that how he ended up? <laughs> is that how he ended up in the lake? Or, oh, also the lending credence to my theory they took all the hosts from the lake and brought them into the freaking headquarters where it would be most convenient for them to be revived. It's a trap. It's a tarp. <laughs> yes. Uh, go ahead, Sean. Uh, no, I was just going to move on to another point, which is Maeve's undefined grab bag of superpowers, which is starting to get annoying. Um, and I don't much care for it because I like that like all the... What? Well, like, like at first she could just tell people what to do, but now she can control them with her mind. And like, I get why technologically well, that works. Sean, yeah, because they're all the hosts are mesh all mesh network, network together. Yeah, yeah but brought that up in episode one. But what I like about this show is they don't make it too easy for the characters, and like, and like, it's just such an unnecessary. Like, she has a character. Like, you don't need to throw this on top of what she's doing currently. Like, it's so bizarre to me. Then that now she ha it's like mm. one of those things when you're establishing a world in a creative sense, like you can't give one character so much power that here's the thing, though, is that uh, Dolores has this power, too, with her uh, text that she has dancing around and Bernard. All right. I guess if you think about the like the three groups right now, you got Dolores, Teddy uh, you got Maeve and her clan, and then you've got Bernard. They each have the ability to reprogram hosts or to have them do what they want. Yeah, but hers, I guess is, Maeve hers has is the her easiest too, though. Right? Because yes, she doesn't it. have to have physical contact with the host to do it. Yep, that's true. You know, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. It just seemed like such an unnecessary layer. I loved the scene when they went to Shogun Sweetwater. And like, <laughs> yeah, paint it black, like Japanese paint it black starts yep. playing. And like, all of a sudden you realize it's the same thing. It's the same thing. That was so cool. I like, I loved every second of that. That was yeah, great. That, and that, that was like a, a perfect remake. As yeah. As I right. I, w I would love to see like a YouTube video of those two cut right next to each other. This episode also did give me my first like yell at the screen moment of the season, just in terms of like horror, when she goes and stabs him in the face and like cuts around his <laughs> head and then his head flops off, but then he stands up and falls over. I, I thought like, he was oh, going to no! like I, I went, thought he was going to not be dead or something because like, right, he and, was like killer. Leaking uh, the cortical fluid, yeah. yeah. I was like, this show cannot get any more gruesome or find new ways to kill people, and they do. Yeah, but and then with the thing with everyone burning their ears off, that that was pretty <laughs> messed up. That was crazy. I also really like the part where, like in 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 the Shogun Town, where they had they all like had weird interactions with their like their doppelganger. Yes, uh, I thought that was that was really funny too. In a, in a weird way, like life is like that sometimes where you like clash, <laughs> you, you meet someone a lot like you and you clash with them quite a lot. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. Um, 
I didn't like this. But I liked everything about this episode superficially, but it, again, like episode three, it didn't tell us anything about... It didn't drive the story forward. No. Sizemore got a radio and Maeve has a new power and Teddy is out of the picture, which we kind of already knew that he had failed a bunch of tests, it seemed like. Well, that that's why if you asked me who my favorite character is this season or at least whose favorite arc I like the most, I'd have to say Bernard because he's the one moving the story and the, and the mystery forward. Everyone else is yes. on like more emotional type humanity type journeys, but Bernard's actually like, okay, here's what Westworld is and here's Delos and here's what's, you know, he's the one really, and man in black, I guess as well. But yeah, the, the Bernard, what, when were the Bernard flashbacks? Was that episode two? Which Bernard flashbacks? The Bernard where he's with Dolores. Uh, those were episode one, I thought. Is that episode one? Anyways, those were so good. I, I want to see well, more Well, according to next, next week on Westworld, we're going to see some next week, so. Mm. I'm excited. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, guys, we're out of time. If you can believe it. Sure flies. Um, thanks everybody out there for joining us on this uh, Don't Panic. Hope you had as much fun as we did. Of course, uh, we have a great website that you can check out uh, anytime. The internet's open 24 hours a day, so you can check it out anytime at don'tpanic.io. Uh, it's, got right. all, it's got all the audio, the video, the past episode, links to the pics. If you don't remember, uh, go there. And if you do buy those Bose headphones, please use our referral link because that purchase is big enough. We might see like 10 cents back on it. So um, please use that. Also on the website, information <laughs> about subscribing. In iTunes, Overcast, anywhere you get your podcasts, we are there. Video version on YouTube, youtube.com slash Don't Panic Show. And of course, you can get in contact with us. Follow us on Twitter at Don't Panic Show. And you can email us, Don't Panic Show at gmail.com. Um, what else should we say? I will just do a small plug for Up for Debate. We didn't do an episode last week due to scheduling conflicts. But this week, we're doing an episode on college. Yeah. We're going back to school. Grab your Frisbee. We're heading out to the quad on this week's episode <laughs> of Up for Debate. Matt and I are talking about the college experience, and I'm told Matt has opinions. So Ooh. you're not going to want to miss that coming I, out. You know, I'm actually really interested what like Matt Miriani's take on college was. Having done college with him. <laughs> Alongside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For for like large swaths of college, like we we were we were uh, right there next to each other. I'm 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 pretty intrigued. Well, and if you guys are around Thursday night, you're welcome to join us. But all of you out there, the episode will be published on Friday, so check it out at UpForDebate.tv. Click the subscribe button. You'll get the episode when it goes live. Very good, guys. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode. On behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time for more tech news and good times here on Dopanic. Panic.